This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today we're going to speak about the fact that the Supreme Court of West Virginia has determined for the first time that the continuous trigger of coverage is the law in West Virginia because ambiguous policy wording resulted in the adoption of the continuous trigger and because the continuous exposure to cancer-causing chemicals was covered by the ambiguous language in an insurance policy. The United States Court of Appeal for the Fourth Circuit certified a question to the Supreme Court of Appeals of West Virginia asking, quote, at what point in time does bodily injury occur to trigger insurance coverage for claims stemming from chemical exposure or other analogous harm that contributed to the development of a latent illness, close quote. In Westfield Insurance Company versus Sisterville Tank Works, Inc. et al., the Supreme Court of Appeals on November 8, 2023, concluded that the answer to the question required an evaluation of claims of ambiguity and answered the question with the conclusion that the continuous trigger theory applies to the policy as the policy was determined to be ambiguous as to when trigger coverage was triggered. The gateway to coverage, according to the Supreme Court of West Virginia and most courts, under every standardized commercial general liability policy, or CGL, issued in the United States since 1966, is proof that a bodily injury or property damage has occurred. Sistersville Tank Works, or STW, has since late 1984 been a family-owned and operated West Virginia corporation. STW manufactures, installs, and repairs various types of tanks at industrial sites throughout the world, including at several chemical plants in West Virginia. Beginning on the first day of 1985, STW was protected under a commercial general liability policy it purchased from Westfield Insurance Company, an Ohio corporation. Westfield thereafter renewed STW's coverage under a series of CGL policies with one year or more coverage periods. The CGL policy defined a bodily injury as a sickness or disease sustained by a person, including death resulting therefrom, any of these at any time, close quote. At different points in 2014, 2015, and 2016, three men were diagnosed with various forms of cancer. In 2016 and 2017, the claimants, the men with cancer or their spouses, sued STW in three separate lawsuits in West Virginia state courts. The claimants alleged that the cancers were in some part caused by STW's tanks. 
STW asked Westfield to provide a defense and indemnification in the three lawsuits under its previously purchased CGL policies. Westfield denied coverage under the policies for the three suits and in June of 2018 filed a complaint against STW for declaratory relief and after discovery, the parties filed competing motions for summary judgment. In an order dated September 4, 2020, the district court granted a judgment in favor of STW and found Westfield owed STW a duty to defend and to indemnify under all of the policies issued from 1985 through 2010. The district court concluded that Westfield's promise to cover a bodily injury that, quote, occurs during the policy period, close quote, was ambiguous in light of the latent disease claims asserted against SDW. The district court ruled that the language in Westfield's policy did not clearly identify when coverage was triggered in instances where a claimant alleged repeated chemical exposures and the gradual development of a disease over successive policy periods. The Supreme Court had never addressed the question raised before the district court. Nevertheless, the district court calculated that this, the Supreme Court would apply the continuous trigger theory to clarify the ambiguity and language in the Westfields policy. Occurrence-based CGL policies provide coverage if the event insured against takes place during the policy period, irrespective of when a claim is presented. The certified question raised a different, more complicated set of circumstances. Westfield contends that manifestation of a disease is the sole trigger of coverage under its occurrence-based CGL policies. On the other hand, SDW took the position that the occurrence language incorporates a continuous trigger of coverage. SDW's argument encompasses the entirety of Westfield's insuring agreement. SDW pointed out that by definition, an occurrence under Westfield's policy includes continuous or repeated exposure to harmful conditions that results in bodily injury, sickness, or disease. It is evident from the parties' competing positions that the meaning of the policy's insuring agreement was uncertain or doubtful in the context of latent or progressive diseases as the parties have shown the occurrence language used is susceptible to at least two plausible constructions. Here the occurrence and bodily injury provisions that Westfield chose to incorporate into its insuring agreement failed to precisely articulate a trigger of coverage. They are, therefore, the Supreme Court concluded, ambiguous. History shows that the occurrence language incorporated into the CGL policy was designed with the goal of affording coverage for singular, repeated, or continuous exposures to hazardous substances if those exposures cause either a singular or progressive bodily injury, sickness, or disease. The Supreme Court concluded 
after review of the history of the modifications and changes in the CGL wording, that the drafters of the occurrence language used by Westfield intended to incorporate a continuous trigger of coverage. The policy language, the court concluded, supports a continuous trigger, and the reasoning of the Supreme Court's recognition of the continuous trigger of coverage has the effect of spreading the risk of loss widely to all of the occurrence-based policies in effect during the entire process of injury or damage. As one court said, the continuous trigger theories is the most efficient doctrine for allocation of liability amongst insurers for toxic waste cases because it encourages all insurers to monitor risks and charge appropriate premiums. Therefore, an occurrence-based CGL policy covers all injuries, sicknesses, or diseases that occur during coverage not merely those that become manifest. Under the continuous trigger theory, when a claim is made alleging a progressive injury caused by chemical exposure or other analogous harm, every occurrence-based policy in effect from the initial exposure through the latency and development period and up to the manifestation of bodily injury sickness or disease is triggered and must cover the claim. In my opinion, it is axiomatic that when a court finds an ambiguity in an insurance policy, it must interpret that clause that it finds to be ambiguous in favor of coverage for the insured. West Virginia found the policy was ambiguous as to trigger and therefore overruling a strenuous dissent, it applied the continuous trigger, expanding the coverages available to STW for the claims of the plaintiffs that STW was allegedly responsible for the illnesses because under the continuous trigger of coverage, all of their policies when the parties were exposed to injury up through and including the date when it was first diagnosed would provide cover. This video was adapted from my blog Zalma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com blog. You can subscribe to the blog and you will get, be given notice of every blog posting, usually five, sometimes six a week, all free. And you will also gain access to the more than 4,650 blog postings. You can also subscribe to the videos on YouTube and or on rumble.com. And if you do, I'd appreciate it if you click on the like button on YouTube or the thumbs up button on rumble.com and please subscribe to the videos as well as the blog postings and if you're interested in a more detailed and comprehensive review of insurance insurance law insurance fraud and insurance claims consider for a very small fee subscribing to my substack publications thank you for your interest mm -hmm.